On December the 28th, and after his second season with New York City FC and Major League Soccer, Jonathan Lewis was named to the 2018 roster for the U.S. Men's National Team's January camp, his first senior team call-up. I'm Glenn Crooks, and this is the Soccer City Spotlight with Jonathan Lewis, who has represented the U.S. on the U-20 level. He was a member of the U.S. U-20s that won the CONCACAF title in 2017. Training sessions under new U.S. coach Greg Berhalter starts today, Monday. Before he left for Chula Vista, California, I had a nice chat with Jonathan, who shares his reaction to the selection and his excitement about the direction of the U.S. program. Also, his thoughts about his upcoming season for NYCFC. Happy New Year, Jonathan. Uh, I'm sure even a happier one with uh, your New Year call-up to the U.S. men's national team. Your first call-up. So congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. So here you are, one of 13 players hoping to get their first cap. And this was interesting, though, because uh, I was actually on the conference call, the media call with Greg Berhalter, the uh, the new head coach of the of the program, when he announced the camp roster of 27 players on December the 20th. But then during the call, he indicated that uh, there was going to be another spot. Uh, they he would add one more player at a later date. So I'm just curious, were you were you aware that you were a candidate for that spot, or, or how did that all go? When did you find out? Uh, no, I just got the email, and then I was informed by my agent that I would be going to camp. So I don't know if maybe they had some discussion. I mean, I don't know, but or if anyone had any discussion, but I just got the email. I was on a vac- little vacation, and I got the email, and that's just how it worked out. So no, I didn't. I wasn't informed at all, so... So you were on vacation. Were you with family, friends? Uh, who did you Who did you have the opportunity to share with that with right away? I was with my family, so we were in Trinidad, and so I was with my family, and that's and then I just got the email in the middle of the night, and I was like, "Wait, I thought it was a joke at first, <laughs> but then I realized I was like, "Wow, this is serious." So it was very happy times. My family was very excited for me, and I'm definitely excited to go in there. Well, that's I, I don't know if you've had. Uh, any communication with anybody on staff, including Burholter, but uh, is there any indication of what qualities uh, they've seen in you that uh, stimulated them to bring you into this? Uh, I mean, I spoke to I spoke to Greg actually the day after, and he just told me that he feels that that going forward that I can help the team and I bring some qualities that fits his system. And I mean, I know I've I've, I've spoken to him before from the day when I when was at when I was at Akron. So, I mean, he's watched me a few times when I was at Akron. So, I think he actually has a good idea of what I can do, what I can do. And I think that's just, you know, someone that I was a player that he was familiar with. So, and I think also that since we have the U23 starting this year, I think that's probably another reason why some of us uh, 97s were able to get the call up, just to get some experience for the new year to move forward with the 23s. So, yeah, well, that's uh, that would be a great opportunity as well. And maybe it's not a coincidence. I, it might have been one of your best performances of the season, Yankee Stadium, July 14th, against Columbus. You came in uh, as a second-half substitute, and you tore it up, and you played a part in both goals over the final 10 minutes. That was a 2 nothing win. Maybe that helped a little. But like you said, he's seen you before. But that was good. <laughs> you remember that game? Yeah, no. No, I do. I mean – I definitely think that probably did help a little bit, but I also think as a coach that, you know, one game I think is not going to make a difference. So I think maybe he definitely, I feel like what I had been watching from the whole year for everything, like everything I've done in the past two years probably. So 
I think that would have helped. And like you said, he knows me. So, I mean, maybe there was just a little bit of conversation with the coaching staff. Maybe they, the coaching staff has said something from New York about me that maybe he liked. So I don't really know, but I guess I'm not supposed to know. I just have to go in and just work hard and learn from the coaches, learn from the veterans. And that's all I can do. Well, you've seen Columbus play, Jonathan, and the methods of Greg Berhalter and uh, and Patrick Vieira, who you spent the most time with, and then Dome Tarant. It seems there are some similarities. Do you think that'll that'll help you uh, get integrated a little bit more easily? Uh, I think definitely. I think the way that we try to play, especially under Patrick, I think it's very very similar to what Greg likes to do. So I think that I think it's all it's all the same. And I think that for U.S. Soccer moving forward, obviously we have a lot of quality player, young players, a lot of quality players in America that I think that now with a coach like Greg that's going to implement a really good system, I think that the U.S. soccer is ready to take a next step. So, I mean, we have a lot of really talented young players like Tim Way, Christian Pulisic, and those are guys that are applying their trade in Europe against the best. So I think now getting a system where a coach that can believe that we can attack and attack and play possession soccer, that's going to be really helpful going forward with every player from the guys in this camp to the European players, I think really now the U.S. is ready to make that stride in CONCACAF and be a possession-dominating team and go against some of the top-level international teams and really go out and play against them and try to dominate. Do you think, and, and you've been watching uh, the U.S. men's national team play for years, I'm sure you try to catch every game and, and every player is going to look at it and see how they might fit in, but also see like what has been maybe holding the program back. So it is exciting. You got a new coach with a new system, but what is it that you think uh, the U.S. has lacked in terms of what it takes to, to, to play the highest level and compete with some of the best teams in the world? I mean, I personally, and my belief is I think the players are all good enough and I think the coaching staff is fine. I mean, I think that I really think it's just about just taking the risk. And I think maybe that's sometimes when I've watched the U.S. plays that we're a little bit more afraid of taking some risk, you know, whether it's like playing, like playing more attacking and leaving our defense exposed, you know, like when you watch some of the best teams in the world, like Manchester City or Barcelona, Real Madrid, you know, they have obviously some of the best players in the world. But to get there, they their young players are taking a lot of risk, you know. So I think that our players are good enough because they go to some of these team systems in Europe and they're obviously our young, like American players are doing well when they go overseas. So it's not that we're not good enough by any means. I think it's just more about just being able to take the risk. You know, when we play a team like a France or Germany, like let's take the risk and attack them and put them on their back foot. And if they counter us and score, then we lose. We learn from our mistake, you know, but we have to keep attacking, keep the ball, try to keep the ball and not just play for a tie. And I think, that's what moving forward, I think the U.S. we're going to start to do now looking forward, like with the new GM and with Greg as their coach. I think we're definitely just we're going to be we're going to take more risk. We're going to attack more, try to keep the ball more. And I think we're definitely we're going to obviously shore up the defense. We have good defensive talent in the U.S. pool. And I think that we're just now we're going to look to go forward a lot more and just try to produce more attacking talent and get to express ourselves. And that's what that's for me what I think that is going to be different going forward than in the years past. And Jonathan, I think anyone that observes uh, your time on the field would suggest that uh, you seem to play uh, without any fear. You seem to always have that desire to express yourself. And uh, maybe that's another thing that Greg Berhalter has seen in you as he tries to become maybe a little bit more attack oriented. Do you see that as a part of your game? I mean, definitely. But I have to obviously fix some of the stuff in my game so I have to get more organized when it comes to being defensively and that's something that 
has been pointed out to me. So I know that that's a main, like one of my focuses going into this camp to make sure obviously playing with a coach who's very attack minded and he likes his guys to attack, but I have to make sure I'm, I know what my defensive responsibilities are when I get a chance to play or in training and stuff like that to show that, you know, that I can do both sides of the ball. So, but of course I definitely think that probably helps me a little bit that I like to try to attack and be creative and try things, even if it's not going to come off. So, you talk about the defensive side. And if we look at 2018, when when Patrick was around, first 13 matches of the season, you didn't even see the field. And when Adome Tyrone replaced Patrick, at the outset, uh, you were you were getting um, a good amount of minutes uh, as a reserve. and uh, But in total, 14 appearances. And we look, and it seems like that was your role to come off the bench and provide a spark. But you had three, four, three goals, four assists. You talked about the defensive side. Is that the area that you feel needs to be shored up to maybe earn more minutes in 2019? I mean, I would say a friend. I mean, I guess that's what I would think it is. I mean, that's what the coaches have have said. So, I mean, I would assume that's what it is. I mean, I that's so that's just the main focus. I'm going to go and look, you know, obviously that for me, I feel that I have to try to get games so I can shore up the defensive ability because I think that's, Sometimes the tactical aspect is not always learned in practice, but I mean, I have to just try my best and figure out the best ways that I can get myself in the team, whether it's on the attacking side of the ball, or the defensive end of the ball. And, you know, so I can try to be a mainstay in the U23s and in the maybe in the senior national team and the mainstay in New York City. So uh, I definitely just have to go into preseason and just listen to what the coaches tell me and then try to make my way forward. As we record this, it's day one of the MLS Combine ahead of MLS Draft. And I know you remember this a couple of years ago. You were the MVP of the Combine. So that had to be a refreshing experience for you. Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely uh, something. It was, it was exciting. I mean, uh, I love playing in the Combine, getting to show what I can do for other teams. So and it's just it's, it's life-changing. So, I mean, I definitely want to say good luck to all the people who are getting drafted this year, all the Generation Adidas players and all the college players. Especially shout out to the two Akron guys who are in the going to be in the draft. So, and definitely it's life changing. Those guys have to just work hard when they get into the pros. There's going to be ups and downs. So that's my advice: just keep your head on and keep working. Do you th- feel like you've really grown in your your two years because you've had the well adversity of trying to fight for this playing time and get on the field? So have have you grown up through this process? I definitely think, I mean, I think that if people go back in past interviews and they look at how different like I am now before, I would definitely say I was a little bit more cocky, more excited. And, you know, I think now I'm just a lot more monotone and, you know, so I definitely think that there's been a lot of growing up. So now hopefully like this year, my goals are, I just want to try to be a consistent player and help the team as best as I can. And that's now like the step that I want to take for this last year. For this year, you know, I think that this last two years have been a learning experience and definitely, you know, it's good to learn. But like now I think it's time that I want to show my stuff and get the chance to show my stuff, you know. Hey, knowing that uh, your uh, club teammate, Sean Johnson, is going to also be in this camp, does that provide a a bit of a level of comfort for you? Uh, I mean, it definitely does having Sean there. But to be honest, I would say definitely that there's a lot of guys on the U20s that are there, like Justin Glad and Jeremy Abubise who I've been playing with now for a long in the academy and in the U20. So those are guys who are my friends. So, like, uh, definitely, like, there's a lot of people I do, a few guys I know in this camp. And with Sean, you know, Sean's been, like, a mentor for me 
for these last two years as well. You know, like one of the things he told me when I got called up is he was like, I just tell you, just keep working hard. You never know who's watching, you know, because obviously everybody wants to play. And he's like, but you never know who's watching, you know. And he was just like, you know, all those little those days where I was staying after training and working with Sean and with some of the assistant coaches with Patrick and stuff, you know, those things pay off. And obviously I was able to get a call up and he's like, you know, if you weren't working hard, you wouldn't have been able to get that. You know, it's not only about what you can do. It's about what you do off the field, you know. So I definitely think that Sean being there with experience, he's going to be able to guide me. You know, if I'm not doing well in the camp, he'll be able to guide me and help help me. And, you know, and if I am doing well, he'll be there to keep me to keep me grounded and tell me this is only the start. You know, so I think Sean is a really good mentor for me. And he's someone that I definitely look up to a lot on our team. And with the uh, friendly matches uh, during this January camp against Panama on January 27th, Costa Rica, February 2nd, you have that chance to earn your first national team cap. So I'm sure you're anticipating that. Not sure how it will go yet, but uh, Jonathan, uh, good luck with that. I know the, the New York City family, supporters, uh, they wish you congratulations and uh, all the best at this camp. Good luck to you, man. Yes. Thank you, Glenn. What an opportunity for the 21-year-old from Plantation, Florida, Jonathan Lewis. By the way, Ben Lunt and Abdi Mohammed are the Akron players who got the shout-out from Jonathan. The MLS Super Draft coming up on Friday, January the 11th in Chicago at the National Soccer Coaches Convention. In the 2017 Super Draft, New York City FC gave the Chicago Fire $250,000 in general allocation money to move up to the number three spot of the first round with the intent to secure the MVP of the MLS Combine, a Generation Adidas player who had excelled in his single season at the University of Akron. That was Jonathan Lewis. This has been the Soccer City Spotlight. I'm Glenn Crooks.